True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am here with Andrew Shenna. Andrew, uh, tell us about your company and tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, thank you so much. I very much appreciate you having me and, and appreciate your time and your listeners' time. Um, Capital Equity Partners is a um, development and multi and kind of cash flow syndication company. Um, we've been developing uh, multifamily, residential multifamily in, in Boston, South Boston specifically for the last eight years. And we've been syndication, syndicating that. Uh, and uh, over the last year or so, we've pivoted out to um, multifamily. And, um, you know, we bought our first uh, 28 unit complex outside of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Excellent. About a year ago. A year ago. A year awesome. ago. Yeah. So uh, we didn't want to be one of those, uh, we didn't want to be an operator that kind of just got out over our skis and started buying up all these assets and didn't be able to handle them. Yeah. Um, we personally had never actually managed a manager or managed an asset that large. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, raising of the capital, investor relations, and and actually you know performing the deal and analyzing the deal. That's that's one part of our yeah. business and that we've been used to doing that for a while. Um, but as far as managing a manager, um, was new to us. So we wanted to make sure that you know we got. We were really familiar with the process and and understanding how the relationships will generally work. So, um, we've actually really just started getting energized back out in the market to look for more because now that we're kind of comfortable with that whole process and we've got that under our belt and things are going great. So, oh, wow! Uh, so so many actually some really great things that you just said that that I love as an asset manager. <laughs> yep. Um, you you know. Managing the managers, asset management. Uh, obviously, listeners to the show know that's something that I'm I'm always preaching about because mm-hmm. that's what this show is about is mm-hmm. the the truth of what happens after closing. And uh, a lot of times, people will um, just sort of brush it off as oh, it's a property manager, and you're just sort of collecting a fee on top. But there's all this other work that goes into directing construction funds and pushing your property manager to execute that plan that mm-hmm. you set up in the underwriting phase. And so then you're saying that you deliberately bought this property around 28 units as 
uh, experience. Yes. Is, uh, so that you would get experience in that type of asset class, in that type of man using a third party manager doing. So you knew there were a few things that were new to you and yep. new to your business yep. and you wanted to test it out. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm very similar where I, I'm like, yeah, let's try this and test it. And, and then we can you know prove the concept and right. then we can go buy a hundred units or, exactly. or more. Exactly. And the tough part is too, when you're raising capital, from people, uh, you know, even with lenders. I mean, my partner and I were able to buy this uh, this asset by ourselves. Excellent. Um, so you know, we didn't have to bring in other sponsors, and you know, I raised capital, so it's like we raised all the capital ourselves. So it was very kind of in a in its own little kind of cocoon, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, so we ended up. Um, you know, when, when we bought this, uh, when we bought this property, it just we know, especially with the smaller assets, like it's. I'd rather start and and have a with a small asset and have small problems on a small asset mm -hmm. than rather deal try and go and take down a hundred unit hundred or two hundred unit building where we have zero experience. We have to bring in all these other people to help us take that down, and we have we just have big problems on big assets. Um, I'm not afraid of like the construction side or mm -hmm. anything like that. That's what we do kind of up in Boston. Um, but this one was great because it was all operational. It's just yeah. operational inefficiencies. Um, right. So we just kind of took it and it was just a perfect kind of let's get our feet wet, dip the toes and and go through that process and get familiar with it and then build it from there. And, you know, to your credit, you know, the actual, um, on, especially on a smaller asset, it actually goes for any kind of mm -hmm. size asset. Your asset manager or your, your, your property manager is the key to your success. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're, you know, really, if, you're, if your property manager is not doing kind of what you want as far as your strategy is concerned and, and things aren't working, you know, that's where you start running into real problems. Everyone, like you said, and this is what's great about this show, is that it's like, yeah, everyone can cheer and be like, yeah, I just raised all this money. We closed mm -hmm. on all these doors. Like, you know what? Talk to me in five years. How did the actual pro forma go? Correct. How, how did Correct. it match up? Right. So, and because it is the most vital part. Everyone gets so concerned and so hyper-focused on finding deals and, and raising money, but it's after it's after all the high fives, yeah. what happens. Right. And, and that's what's key to your success. You're absolutely right. And you said a term, operational inefficiency. Yes. And, uh, you know, t tell me what, what that means to you yeah. and uh, tell me about uh, your property and, and what sure. operational inefficiencies were there. So operational inefficiencies to us is just when you when you look at the P&L uh, and you see based on how the, the owner or the car, the owner that you're trying to buy it from or the existing owner uh, is how are they operating the property compared to the rest of the market? You know, being able to look at a P&L and or, you know, look at a T12 and, and understand and see the fluctuations line item by line item and almost be that forensic scientist and say, hey, look, like, I think we've got some value plays here, here and here. And then based on the market, I think we can do X, Y and Z. Um, so this particular asset, so that's operational mm -hmm. efficiencies to me. And, and in that 28 to 75 unit or even you can say 10 units to 75 units. Those are what you're, you would necessarily refer as your like your mom and pops, right? And mom and pop operators don't operate their assets like a corporation would. Most of them don't, at least. Um, so we come in as, you know, we're running our models like we would if the property was a 300-unit building. Great. It's just 28. Right. So we take the same, um, really the same metrics and the same methods and means and bring it and, and apply it to that as much as we can. So in this particular asset... When we analyzed it, and that's the story behind this seller, they were, it's funny enough, they were single family home developers and they just, they were self-managing. 
they had a full building. It was 96% occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we went in and we started looking at the numbers and knowing the market, um, we realized that they were under market by 14% on their rents. Wow. Um, they were not charging a rubs. Um, and so just in the rubs was probably another 4%. So yeah. right off the bat from day one, we knew we had an 18% margin that we could take just by lifting rents um, to market. And, and the asset was in great shape. It was a, an 03 asset, so it was a B asset. Um, and they built them all, so you know they were done right, which was even uh, mm-hmm. more, you know, give you more confidence. Yep. But then a hailstorm took out, you know, damaged all the roofs in 14. So all the roofs were new Excellent. in 14. So I'm like, <laughs> wait a second, I gotta, this, this is fantastic. Yeah. So um, I used to think hailstorms and hurricanes were a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, My perspective has changed a exactly, little bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... Uh, so when we, you know, when we looked at it and, you know, and the other part of it, when, from an operational standpoint, the rents were, were under market because they just wanted to keep the building full. Mm-hmm. They were just, they were living off the rents. That was part of their income. So um, a majority of the tenants, I think 20, 22 out of 28 leases were month to month. Um, the average, the market at the time was $850 a month for a two bed. Okay. Um, and they were at, I think their average was 765 or 785 wow. So, you know, when, when you're able to, and that's, that's key, right? Especially when you're going in, in a market, know your market, right? Shop your competition, understand what's going on in your marketplace. Because when you push rents, you're, what's your tenant going to do? They're going to go down the street. Yep. Well, if down the street's the same exact number, but you have a better asset then it's a win for you. Right. 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 So, right. um, so we saw that and, and so that's what we went in and our goal was to just increase rents over, uh, over a two year period, really, because, um, again, operational efficiency, you can't ram, our opinion, you can't ram a 10 to 12% rental increase right. down somebody's throat, you know. Without having a, a mass exodus, people are going exactly, to Right. Exactly. Or, you know, really taking and, and, you know, giving, you know, redoing a lighting package or something like yes. that, like things like that. Mm. So we understood that. So, you know, kind of like, kind of like the frog in boiling water, you know, you put, you put the frog in the boiling water, he's going to jump right mm-hmm. up. But if you put the frog in the cold water you turn the heat up a little bit you know then they'll cook yeah so so we want to take those rents up a little bit slowly a little bit slowly mm-hmm. and uh and do that so that was our strategy so tell me about um what you just mentioned kind of a morbid strategy but well, <laughs> <laughs> morbid, morbid analogy no, no frogs were harmed in the recording of this podcast um tell me about you said offering a lighting package so yeah. let's talk about that a little sure. bit so you're you're talking about raising rents and giving something in return to the tenants so our initial our initial thought process going in was, hey, like within our operational budget that we're going to raise, you know, the, the, our competition is the same and you know, we're actually a little bit better, but we thought of kind of inexpensive things to do in order to maybe, you know, to get people to stay or to, to, to increase rents and get people to stay. So a lighting package, going around and replacing a couple of the fixtures uh, throughout the unit. Uh, if each unit cost us $500 in lighting upgrades, it's like, okay, well, we're going to make $600 with a $50 increase for right. a year. So it's paid for in a year. So no problem. ROI is pretty good on that. Exactly. So um, those are the kind of things that we started toying with. Um, we re- we did the first round of rental raises before we even did a lighting package. We did some signage upgrades and things like that. Um, and we just wanted to see, like, let's test it out and see what happens. Um, and it, we didn't do anything and things were great. Now coming into now coming into 20 with the next raise, we're starting to hear that. 
well, what do you guys, you guys haven't even done anything for us. You know, that's, that's the feedback <laughs> from the tenants. And I get it. I was like, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Well, you got to see what kind of, how much pain they can take yeah, before sure. you're like, okay. So, you know, now we've started, you know, we've started implementing, actually, this is, this. I forget where I heard this from, but it's a, it's a great little strategy. Um, when, when you're 60, 90 days out before they, before you start really negotiating a, a, an extension um, or a, an up on a new lease, um, we're putting USB outlets in the kitchens and we're thinking about the bedrooms too. Okay. And come in and you, you know, while they're out at work and you come in, you install that and all of a sudden they may notice that right around the time that the lease renewal mm. comes back out. So it's like, oh, well, that's actually really cool. That's cool. And now all of a sudden they get their lease renewal and they're like, oh my goodness, yeah, well, that was kind of nice, you know. Oh, I like that. Little, okay. Yeah, there you go, yeah. little Tim. Mm-hmm. I might so, take that one go. from you. Absolutely. Really so we, we literally just started it uh, like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'll know, actually, I'm missing the call today, but uh, I'll follow up with my partner and see how it's starting to, to kind of pan out. But those are kind of the little things that we look at just to say, you know, just to, because, you know, again, turnover is your highest expense. Yep. So... You know, spending 500 bucks on a lighting package, especially when you already kind of raised the money for it mm-hmm. to just keep people happy, then mm-hmm. and great. So. Yeah, no, that, I think that is, is a great strategy. And, and, you know, if that's something you might have done on a unit renovation anyway, you know, the tenants, it's in your budget mm-hmm. and the tenants think it's a bonus. And so that that's excellent. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've done that with old appliances as well. Like, Absolutely. We know that fridge is going to go any day, but yep. that lease is coming up. Yeah, let's give them a new fridge. Exactly. We're like, hey, <laughs> look at this. And then they're and happy. They feel, they love it. They do. Right? Absolutely. It's, um, a, it's a little wins in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And it, if, you know, to circle back to something you said in the beginning, it's it's about the people. It's yes. about the people that are managing your property, the people that are running it, and the tenants themselves. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of times I think people get stuck on the numbers. They do. Um, the P&Ls, the, the expenses. But at the end of the day, it's how do you make those tenants feel? Yes. Because if they feel good and they they feel appreciated and heard, mm-hmm. um, then they're gonna renew that lease. Absolutely, and, and and you know we we get that right because at the end of the day, it's in multifamily, right? Your clients. I mean, aside from as an operator, your clients are your your um, are your investors, yep. but your customers are your tenants. That's where you make your money. Exactly. So, I mean, customer service is really what it's about. Yep. And and to be able to make them feel welcome and, and that you're paying attention to their needs and, and that you're doing things for them, then yeah, that's what that's what will generate that will that's what will generate the 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 good heart well, they'll harbor good better feelings for you. Um especially, you know, if you have a, a, a nice asset uh, yeah. and you're doing things for them. And yeah. that that hopefully will mentally trigger them to want to stay. Um, instead of trying to go somewhere else. Yep. So, yeah, we've we've started important. building, um, to that point, we've started building into our budget um, about 150 bucks a month uh, for, across the property, just um, some gift cards. Yeah. And so we, we will do a, a gift card drawing for our tenants. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, if you pay by the 5th, then you're entered to win. And, you know, th- there's, um, November was Thanksgiving, so we gave grocery store gift cards. Awesome. End of the year, we're doing a TV giveaway. See, that's awesome. And it's just like, uh, you know, it's something to go on the Facebook page. Yeah. It's something to, to build morale and um, also encourages the tenants to pay on time. Right. And, and that's that's paramount. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and you know, we just did the gift card thing. We're doing that for, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing $25 gift cards to everybody in the community. Oh, great. You know? So we just kind of like, here you go. And, you know, hopefully we have... You know, we're trying to reposition some of our lease exposure um, from mm-hmm. December, January, February into March, yeah. April, May. Right. So we're trying to get people to, you know, extend for like 15 month leases, 18 month leases um, at a, you know, the new increase is $50 higher. But if you take a, an extended one, we'll do it for $25. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And by the way, here's a 
gift card for right. Christmas, and you know, hopefully they'll they'll buy into something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you're approaching it with the right standpoint. Yes, of, absolutely. Of how absolutely. do the tenants think, and how do the tenants feel? A thousand percent. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so we covered operational inefficiencies, yes. and you're boosting rents. Um, what el- What other plans do you have for this property? Um, really, nothing. <laughs> cash flow, <laughs> baby. That's it. Well, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, we it, again part of our uh, capital expenditure and our raise was to make sure that um, you know the the property is now 15, 16 years old. Uh, we had one uh, condenser crap out on us uh, at the end of last summer. So, um, you know, obviously knowing that the, the gases are changed now. Mm-hmm. So having enough money there and being really right on top of that, especially during the, the really hot, hot months in Kentucky. Um, that, and they you, are you hot. Yes, oh, my God. Are. Yeah. And humid. Humid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I complain about the winters. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, you know, it's just the other side of the scale, <laughs> I know, really. I know. <laughs> uh-huh. But... Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just really operating and and paying attention and watching the numbers and seeing what's happening, and it's a it's a macro thing where hey let's let's push this button and see what happens throughout the the community or hey let's let's pull this lever and see what kind of reaction we get from everybody. So you're testing and tweaking. Yeah. Um, so what's A/B something? testing, right? Yeah. What yeah. are you What are you A/B testing or what, so what's So things an like of that? you know trying to build. Uh, you know, trying to build more of a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, planting flowers okay. um, at the property. Yeah. Know, we upgraded the signage mm-hmm. and, you know, because the sign was dreary and drab mm-hmm. on the roadside. So we put mm-hmm. a brand new beautiful sign. We took the monument sign and we updated that and painted that, um, putting flowers and, and nice things around that. Um, and then from, you know, just... Other than that, there's not a ton, I mean, yeah. especially for this no, asset. There's really not that yeah, much yeah, more. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, no, that's it's great. Very limited. That's really good. But it's uh, it is it's a great community, and and you know most a lot of the people love it. So so you you came in saying that this you were using this as a test case yeah. and, and 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 building out a model for future growth. Yes. So can you talk about some of your plans moving forward? Absolutely. So you know we tend to focus on the multifamily side. We've tended to focus in emerging markets. Um, that's why we ended up in Louisville. We started in Indianapolis, but Indianapolis was kind of way compressed by the time we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very tough to find deals. And so we started doing our concentric circles around Indy and, you know, we're up in Lafayette and Kokomo mm-hmm. and out to, uh, uh, I'm gonna forget the name of it. I forget, uh, that very far East city It's the second largest city. I think it's the second largest city in, uh, in, uh, Indiana. But anyways, um, I didn't like any of those markets mm-hmm. uh, and all the stuff that was kind of coming in and in, in kind of really sub- suburbia was just, I mean, the competition was so fierce and we, you know, we stick to our numbers. So it just wasn't happening. So um, that's how we ended up in Louisville. Uh, my broker from Marcus and Millichap is just like, you know, you ever thought about Louisville? I'm like, I'm like, not yet. And he's like, mm-hmm. you should check it out. So we went down there and so we've really started to kind of expand that and, um, and expand our searches and understand that we know that market pretty well now. Uh, but now we're kind of pivoting a little bit and opening ourselves up to other markets. So we're starting to look down in Florida, uh, a couple different markets that we're looking at down in there, like um, Central to Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and from and that's from an ownership side as an LP. Um, you know, my wife and I we rolled over some stuff in a solo four hundred one k. So we've actually been able to participate in other markets and other people's mm, deals, okay. which has been really cool Great. to watch what they're doing. So, yeah. Um, we're about to get into one in Arizona, we're in Atlanta, we're in uh, St. Louis. So in watching what everyone else is doing and, you know, actually helps us kind of keep, keep a, you know, 
see, it allows us to really see what else is going on in the marketplace because yeah. they're studying it and they're presenting it to us. So right. it's almost helping being like, hey, let's check out this market mm-hmm. and just start developing relationships because right. in the real estate business, it's all relationships. Absolutely. It's ma- no matter how much tech comes in to make things more efficient, it'll always be about relationships. The people. It's people business. Right back to the people. That's, that's it. That's so, right. uh, so that's it. So I mean, we're in, you know, our target for the next asset is 50 to 100, you know. Great. Um, and you know, once we get to that mark, then you know, once we have that under management, and um, then we'll start exploring, maybe doing 150, and just staying kind of hopefully up yeah. in that up in that range. That's the plan. Uh, all plans are, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> got a plan to get punched in the face. Exactly, was, exactly. Uh, punch in the face always makes you change that. things. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Rethink uh. a couple things. <laughs> but I mean, we're. I mean, funny enough, so we're actually uh, in the Boston area, so that's kind of our. Um, you know, because we come from a development background, we're looking at a hundred and you know. 140 unit ground up deal uh, up in that area that we want to, you know, that we would hold for three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be a little bit of a, you know, a little different when you go through the build process, but now you're dealing with an A-class asset. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it would be obviously still within the, the multifamily space. So those are the things, that's kind of what we see in the future and really just trying to grow our way grow the right way instead of trying to grow yeah. too fast so and, smart right yep. to be able to go out and say i've got this many doors mm-hmm. i don't care how many doors you've got right like i right you know, I, right is, solid I, steady sustainable growth real estate's a marathon absolutely not a sprint right right so, right um we buy from the people that were sprinting right yes you know i'll pick up that property yes. net when it comes up in two years exactly. you know <laughs> exactly like you're gonna pay what yeah like, no problem i'll be in the background i'll waiting. be waiting yeah. i'll be right here i'll be waiting and i have capital behind me. exactly so, uh, okay, Andrew, this was amazing. Uh, where can people find out more about you? So, uh, my website, it's the best place. Um, cap, C-A-P is in profit, equitypartners.com. Um, you can read my bio. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, or you can hit me on my cell phone, 781-572-9577. If you have any questions, I'm always happy to talk real estate. If I don't answer, just leave me a message. I'll get back to you. I love it. I'm a night guy. I don't bite. <laughs> um, Andrew, we'll invite you to our uh, community Facebook page. Awesome. Man. Have you on there. If you guys have any questions, you can post them up on the Facebook page there. And uh, you can find his bio and all the social links on our website, truemultifamily.show. And man, I hope you come back and tell me some more stories. This Dude, is Justin, awesome. I hope so. Thanks for I'd love to. Thanks for coming. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate right, your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have the show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.